The Self Storage Mastery Podcast, Episode 5, Questions That Ring. Answer these questions fully and correctly and watch your phone ring off the hook and your walk-ins turn into run-ins. Coming up next on this episode of the Self Storage Mastery Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Self-Storage Mastery Podcast. My name is David Luce, and I'm the host of the show. I'm on a mission to reveal the very best free and nearly free marketing and sales tips and tricks and secrets for the do-it-yourself storage marketer and salesperson. You can find the show notes and links to everything discussed here at selfstoragemastery.com. In fact, you can go there now to download your free book, Hidden Craigslist Secrets for Self-Storage, Finally Revealed. Follow me on Twitter at selfstoremastery, with no E after the word store, by the way, or send an email to david at selfstoragemastery.com. Hello, everybody. This is episode five. Wow. The weeks are ticking by. It's pretty fun. Pretty amazing. I'm David Luce. I'm the host of the show. Today's show is really all about questions. That's right. I am going to be asking lots of questions. I'm actually not going to be giving you the answers to the questions, but I will describe in detail what the answers to these questions should look like. And now when you get the answers to these questions right, your phone will ring off the hook and that trickle of walk-ins will turn into a flood of run-ins. That's the goal after all, right? All right, let's get started. Okay, let's start with a little backstory, as they say, some background. Now, some say that being inherently lazy is a bad thing. And and in fact, most of the time, I would absolutely agree with that. That laziness as a personal attribute will hinder your success in business and in life. Absolutely. But in business and particularly in marketing, I'm a true believer that, that a little laziness can go a long way. Maybe laziness is not the right word. So here's what I mean. If I can, I would much rather have lots of other people doing my work for me than me having to do it all by myself, right? Uh, Another way of saying it would be to quote the very famous quote that has been credited to J. Paul Getty. He is known to have said, I would rather earn 1% off 100 people's efforts than 100% of my own efforts. Now think about that. Let that sink in. I would rather earn 1% off of 100 people's efforts than 100% of my own efforts. Now, Getty, brilliant as he was, inherently knew that getting lots of other people to give just a little resulted in much more work getting done than just one person tried to do it all themselves. Of course, we know that this is really the only way that a business can thrive and grow. You know, if, if you start your own business, you do it by yourself, but you very quickly learn that it's going to take more people to really make the business grow. You're going to need more people with different skills doing lots of work simultaneously, and that's the key word, simultaneously, so more work and effort can get done in the same amount of time. So as a business owner starting to grow a business, you go out and do what? You hire 
more people. So the owner doesn't have to do it all him or herself, right? Makes perfect sense. Now, is this really laziness? No, of course not. It's just being smart. And there is a specific word that is used in business to label this very basic process. The word is leverage. Yep, leverage. So how do we use leverage in the marketing of our business? Now, when I use the word leverage, I mean that you expend a certain amount of time and energy now that will then in the future be used to accomplish multiple tasks simultaneously and multiple tasks into the future where work expended now leverages your time and your effort in the future. So that leads us to the introduction of what this podcast is really all about. It's about asking questions that will determine whether or not you are properly leveraging your marketing time and effort in your self-storage business. And specifically, I am talking about a business-to-business referral partnership program with businesses around your community. And the energy that you're exerting now is the time and effort that it'll take to set up that marketing referral program where lots of other people, mostly local businesses, are doing your job for you. So basically the plan is this. You get lots of other people to market your store for you but you'll set it up in such a way that they are actually willing and eager participants. They will actually want to do it with you and for you. Now, future podcasts will talk a lot about this concept, but in this podcast, I'm going to look at it from this approach. I'm going to ask some questions. You're going to answer those questions in your own head. And based on your answers, you will be able to decide whether or not you are leveraging your business community to its fullest. Okay, ready to go? Here we go. Here are the barrage of questions. I think I got six or seven. I don't know how many. All right, here we go. Question number one. Question number one, how many apartment managers have you personally visited to set up a formal referral relationship? Now, I don't mean a slap on the back, buddy-buddy system, word-of-mouth relationship. I do not mean that. Now, I also, and this is very important, I do not mean where you simply walk into the office and say, I got some flyers. And the office person behind the desk says, oh, throw them over on that table over there along with the other ones. And so you, you know, blindly comply and walk over the table and, you know, you rearrange the table so that the other storage flyers from other competing storage facilities are under yours or underneath the, the little magazine next door, right? So that yours are prominently displayed. But that is not what I'm talking. I know you've done it. I've done it too. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a true relationship, either exclusive with them or non-exclusive that can be negotiated with them but it's a relationship where if your company allows it you're actually paying them a referral fee for each renting tenant they send your way that's the best situation it's not always possible and i understand that but that's not really the deciding factor it's a relationship where they are actively promoting your facility in lots of ways by including a link to your website on their website by promoting your facility in their either paper or email newsletter. 
It's where they are including all of your marketing materials, your brochures and your coupon pages in their new tenant welcome packet. I mean, they're an apartment. They get new tenants every single month. And when a new tenant moves in, they get a welcome packet. You know it. I know it. Your flyers and brochures need to be in that welcome packet. And wouldn't it be nice if they were exclusively your flyers in that welcome packet and not your competition's? You can work out those negotiations with certain apartment managers if they're willing to do so. I mean, the type of working relationship where you and they actually know each other by your first name. Answer that question. Do you know your apartment managers by their first name and do they know you by your first name? This is the type of relationship you need to strive for. Are you visiting them at least once a month? If your facility allows you to pay a referral bonus, bringing them a check each month is the best reason to visit them, right? If they don't allow you to pay a move-in bonus, then at least are you visiting them monthly with the box of donuts or bagels? This is the relationship you need to have with your apartment managers. So I'll repeat the question. With how many apartment managers have you contacted to set up formal referral relationships. Okay, that's a heavy loaded question, right? And that's question number one. Question number two. I love that music. It's awesome, right? Question number two. With how many moving companies in your city or town have you personally contacted and set up a formal relationship, right? Same thing. I don't mean a slap on the back relationship. I mean a true relationship. Now, a couple of things about moving companies. The mom and pop companies are better for this purpose than the big national chains. And a unique part of partnering with moving companies, which is actually different than when partnering with apartment complexes, is that moving companies can have their business offices located anywhere in your town or city. They don't need to be close by your facility. Now with apartment complexes, yes, it works much more effectively when the apartments are within a mile or two or three of your facility. But that's not the way it is with moving companies. Moving companies can be all over your town, all over your city, doesn't matter because their customers, the ones they're moving around, will be living all over the city and many of them will be living near you. So your facility will be the perfect referral facility for that moving company to refer their customers. Another nice thing about the moving company is this. If your storage facility has more than one location in your city or town, then you can make a referral deal with them so that they're referring their customers to whichever location of yours is most convenient to their customer. It's a great way to even leverage more fully the relationship with all of your locations if you have more than one in town. All right, now that you have the list, here's what I recommend. The first thing you do is place a call. Find out who the owner of the business is. See if you can talk to them. If not, at least try and make an appointment with them to visit. So you want to make an appointment with them. They may actually think you're a customer or a potential customer when you're making that appointment. That's, that's not a bad thing to have them think. Uh, you don't want to lie. But at the same time, less information is better when setting the appointment. 
Now, remember, when you do have the meeting with the owner of the moving company, they will most likely want some form of reciprocal arrangement. They will want you to be promoting their facility when your customers ask about movers. Absolutely, that is the best way. Scratch each other's back. They're going to want to give you flyers. They're going to want to give you brochures. Okay, makes perfect sense. They may ask for an exclusive reciprocal arrangement. You don't necessarily need to agree to that. They probably won't agree to be exclusive with you where you're the only storage facility they recommend, nor do you need to be exclusive where they are the only moving company that you recommend. Question number three. Okay, by now I think you're getting the hang of my questions, right? So here it is. Question number three. With how many local real estate agents that serve your specific neighborhoods near you have you contacted and made the same type of relationship. We know in this industry that self-storage is closely tied to those customers that are moving, right? That is not new news to you. So you want to partner with, you want to build referral relationships with anybody that touches the mover. So if you have a family moving, they're going to be trying to sell or buy a home. They're going to be trying to move into or out of an apartment. They're going to need to move their goods. Now, what have all these things have in common? (laughs) They're moving companies, they're apartment managers, and they're real estate agents. Duh, you all know that. But the question still stands. How many real estate agents have you contacted this week? I hope the answer is maybe one or two and not a big goose egg. So how do you find real estate agents? Actually different than you would look for moving companies, I think. I don't think using the internet is the best way to find real estate agents in your neighborhood. The best way to find real estate agents in your neighborhood is to get in your car and drive around your neighborhood. Look, the last thing a real estate agent wants to do is keep themselves hidden. They are out there. They are in the faces of the neighborhood. So you drive the popular neighborhoods that serve your area, you find all the homes for sale, and you jot down the names of the agents that are on the signs out front. Jot down their name, what agency they're with, you jot down their phone number, and very shortly you're going to find that all of them are, are people you should contact, but three or four agents specifically will pop up. They will be the super agent. They will be the ones that are specializing in that neighborhood because they will be the ones listing four or five or six homes by themselves in a given neighborhood. You're going to discover which ones truly specialize in a particular area. Those are your first points of contact. Those are the ones you really need to get in touch with immediately. Now, in future podcasts, I will be focusing on each of these partnerships that I have been discussing. But for now, let's keep on going with the next question. Number four, question number four. Now, this question and question five and question six are a bit of a different approach than I've talked about so far. But in all the cases, they still have to do with leveraging your time, leveraging your effort, and getting other people to do your marketing for you. All right, so question number four. Yeah, I just like that music. How many local schools have you visited and dropped off a pile of coupon pages to? 
There's a dangling participle there. Sorry about that. And on those coupons, are they specialized coupons? Do they include the thanks for being a teacher discount? Now, I just made that discount up right here on the spot. Uh, that's fine. But the point is really important. People love to feel special. And so if you're going to go to a local school, let's say you're going to Camper Middle School, and you're going to bring a pile of coupons, which do you think they would prefer to see? Emotionally speaking, if a teacher sees this in their inbox, if they saw the, if they saw the Arrow self-storage flyer and coupons, or if they saw the Camper Middle School, quote, thanks for being a teacher, special discount coupon page, from Aero self-storage. Which of those would have a, a stronger emotional tie to the camper middle school teacher who hmm, may be thinking about moving, maybe thinking about needing self-storage in the future? Which one has a closer tie? Obviously, the answer is clear. So personalizing your offer to your specific audience is very powerful. Now, is it a special discount? No. Your store has a standing special that it gives most of your customers. I'm sure it does. Maybe that standing special changes month to month or week to week, but there's still a standing special that you can have perhaps. Maybe buy two months, get the third free. Who knows what it is? But you you find that standing special and you call it the Camper Middle School Thanks for Being a Teacher Special. You make it specific to your audience. All right, very good. Let's keep rolling. Question number five. Along the same vein as the teachers, here's the next question. Do you have a pile of coupon pages at your local fire department location? Now, in these coupons, you can offer your firefighters discount, right? Of course, again, it's the same standing special as you're giving the teachers, but now you call it the whatever your city or town is, maybe the Amsterdam firefighters special, right? You customize the special to your audience. You guys have Microsoft Word. It's easy to do this. Question number six. And actually, this is probably going to be the final question. Have you delivered a stack of coupons to your local police station or other law enforcement precinct? Of course, these will be customized with your special law enforcement discount. Okay. Just a side note about having police officers store at your facility. Police officers, when treated well, and firefighters, the same thing, they will spread the word like wildfire. They are amazing. When they are treated well, they will spread the word within their precinct. Those guys go in, those gals go in, they're sitting in the locker, they're doing this, they're doing that. These things come up. And when you build strong relationships with one or two police officers that are currently tenants with you, ask them, please, just say, look, do, do drive-bys. Come by every couple of nights, go in, drive the property, and leave. That's amazing. The best thing you can have is when police cars are seen driving in around your property. That is security at its finest, and it's free. You gotta love that. Okay, well, I am going to stop with these six questions because I know you guys are on board with my basic concept. It's all about getting other people to do your marketing for you. But now it's time. It's time to face the cold, harsh reality. That is, it's time for your answers. 
Can you answer these questions with fully detailed lists of apartment managers and real estate agents and moving companies, names of people with whom you have first name relationships with businesses that are referring customers to you on a monthly basis, maybe even a weekly basis? Huh. If the answer is, well, I don't have too many names to add to those lists, then all I can say is you got lots of fun activities ahead of you. It really is fun. Now, do you remember how he started this podcast? How he said that there's a, a bit of a lazy streak in me? And, and really how he said, it's not really about being lazy. It's, that's not really the right word for it. In fact, the exact word for it is leverage. Smart business people use leverage to get more done in less time. And one of the smartest types of leverage to carefully cultivate is the leverage you gain by cultivating an entire network of referral partnerships with other businesses all over your city and your town. Sam Walton of Walmart fame, of course, and J. Paul Getty, I mean, they became gazillionaires by leveraging the power of other people's efforts. So I'll repeat the quote credited to J. Paul Getty. I would rather earn 1% of 100 people's efforts than 100% of my own efforts. Wouldn't it be great if you had 100 referral partners out there and all you asked of them was one measly percent of effort to send a new tenant your way, maybe once a month, maybe once every couple of weeks? How many prospects would you have coming through your door if you had 100 referral partnerships and each one of them sent you a new referral once every other week. Holy moly. So my final question, question number seven, the one that I'll ask you today is this. When will you begin to practice the fine art of leverage? By putting in place a network of people and businesses that are doing your marketing for you, all focused on helping you get your phone to ring off the hook, and make your trickle of walk-ins turn into a flood of run-ins? Answer that question with the words, right now, and very soon, you can watch your business soar. Okay. So that concludes episode five of Self Storage Mastery Podcast. Now, just a note to everybody, next week, I'll be in Las Vegas at the Inside Self Storage Expo Conference and Trade Show. So I'll probably not be posting a show, but do keep your iPods tuned for two weeks from today for another exciting show. I'll probably do a little expo review or something, maybe not for the whole show, but I'll definitely let you know what's new and great in the industry. So until then, this is your host, David Luce, wishing you great success in your self-storage business.